This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Golden Edge Podcast is sponsored by SDN Sports from Station Casinos. SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. Sign up today and get a new sign-up bonus of up to $50. What's up, hockey fans, and welcome to the Golden Edge Podcast, the podcast where the Las Vegas Review Journal talks about hockey. Uh, I am Ben Goetz, one of your Golden Knights beat writers, joined, as always, by my colleague Dave Shane. And we have a special guest here, uh, Jack Dugan of the Providence Friars, who just wrapped up a 3-1 win over Army in the Fortress Invitational here on Friday. Jack, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Uh, Not too bad. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. So uh, let's just start right there. You guys obviously just had a 3-1 win over Army, who's the 20th ranked team in the country coming into this game. Uh, how are you guys feeling about your game coming in here to a little tournament in Las Vegas? Um, tonight, I think it maybe wasn't our best game uh, overall as a team, but uh, there's a lot of talking in the hockey world about finding ways to win, and I think that's exactly what we did tonight. Um, I think we were able to get maybe a bit of a rusty one out of the way, and tomorrow we'll be able to play a lot better. Nice to score, and uh, maybe your future home, though? Yeah, definitely. It was uh, super cool. Um, a lot of the guys on the bench were harassing me a little bit uh, once I got back, but uh, it was all in good fun. So, Yeah, well, I should have uh, introduced that before uh, we got started here. Jack, you, of course, were a fifth-round pick of the Golden Knights in 2017. Now you are uh, the NCAA's leading scorer in Division One men's hockey. I'm sure you've heard that plenty so far this year. Uh, but what's it been like to be in Las Vegas for this tournament? Uh, like kind of already mentioned in terms of T-Mobile Arena, somewhere you might be in the near future. Yeah, it's always uh, cool to come out here. It's my fourth time um, out here, but it's a lot of the guys' first time on the team out here. So um, I've been getting a lot of tour guide questions, um, and I keep trying to tell them I really don't know how to answer it. But uh, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. So I want to ask you a little bit just kind of about your hockey career. It's something that, that we talked a little bit about yesterday. You were a guy who was bypassed kind of for Team USA stuff. Your first year that you were eligible eligible for the draft, you weren't taken. Obviously, something like that is going to put a chip on somebody's shoulder. How does that kind of motivate you in your career going forward? Yeah, it definitely drives me. Um, like you mentioned, you know, younger, all that stuff. Uh, I really never got looked at. And then first year of the draft got passed over. Um, and then even in my second year going in the fifth round, um, it definitely puts a, a chip on my shoulder. And uh, I still use it today to motivate me. And um, it definitely... Uh, doesn't sit well with me and I'm trying to prove a lot of people wrong so what do you think people missed on you I guess what what have you kind of maybe developed in your game that that wasn't there before um I think offensively I've always been uh kind of the same way I am obviously each year you grow um more and more but I've kind of always had those instincts I think 
maybe becoming a bit more of a 200-foot player and um, being able to play in my zone as well as the offensive zone. I think I still got a lot of room to work on that, but um, I think probably since I was a bit younger, that's been my most improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something we hear. I mean, I mean, I think it's just a lot of younger guys just kind of have to learn that, learn the 200-foot game, learn the kind of defensive zone stuff. When you talk about that, what kind of is it? Is it awareness? Is it, you know, anticipating? What kind of goes into, for you anyway, becoming a more 200-foot player? Yeah, well, for me, I um, when I was younger, it kind of always seemed like I just had the puck all the time. And so I never really had to learn how to play defense um, until I kind of got uh, prep school a little bit and juniors a little bit. But last year, for sure, um, I definitely had to learn that. And I always played center, and then I got switched over to wing um, in juniors, kind of, and then when I got here. So I've always had to, over the past year and a half, had to learn kind of the winger position and, like you said, anticipate um, a lot of the plays coming out of our zone, like on the breakouts and things like that. So last month, Kelly McCrimmon, obviously, when we were talking to him as the media had some high praise for you, I'd asked you this before, but I'll ask you just if those comments kind of got back to you a little bit, maybe what you thought about him saying that he thought you were pro-ready. Yeah, um, not necessarily those exact comments. I, I didn't really hear. I don't really go on social media, honestly, that much. Um, but it's obviously really nice to hear. I think that um, I've had kind of conversations with them in the past that um they like believe in me a lot and they like me a lot and um I've had a super good relationship with them up till this point and I've tried to be honest with them and they've done the same with me so um to hear that is obviously what you want to hear so um, I'm just going to keep trying to grow and uh, prove them right yeah I'm kind of curious for a guy that's in college how much you've been able to follow the NHL kind of or are you following even college hockey more than that and seeing what BC and BU are up to on a weekly basis yeah um I I watch the NHL every night uh you know reddit streams things like that on online uh you get all those games on in the dorm and then college hockey I don't care to watch any other teams I really just care about my team and the team we're playing against that night it's um, whatever guys are doing on other teams really doesn't matter to me until we're playing them. So, so the natural follow-up question is how much do you stay up watching those West Coast uh, Vegas Golden Knight games? Yeah, those ones are a little difficult to watch on some nights uh, when you got 8 a.m. class the next day. But there are definitely some nights when you stay up and, and you at least watch a period or two and uh, sometimes even the whole game. So how much are you kind of thinking about future or how much are you able to focus on just the season? Is, is it a distraction for you kind of knowing – you know, what might be ahead, or, or are you able to, to keep it pretty compartmentalized? Yeah, I think that um, I've been able to keep it pretty carpment, carp, sorry, I can't even say it's that word. It's a tough word. Um, it's a lot of syllables. I've been able to kind of focus on my team more this year, and I think that throughout my career, um, I've always wanted to play in the NHL, and every year I, I've played hockey, is that's always in the back of your mind, and for this year, it's no different for me, but... Um, you know, you're always thinking about playing in the NHL, but um, you got to focus on what you're doing first and the path to get there first. Have you ever seen an untucked button-down? They look bad. Why? Well, because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. I mean, I've had problems with shirt shopping in the past. I'm like six foot five and it's hard for people 
to shop with me, but I love how easy it is to get Untucket shirts, and I think they look great. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untucket is the way to go. Visit Untucket.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. Yeah, you mentioned, I mean, your team a little bit and how much you think about what you guys want to do. I mean, what do you think you guys can accomplish this year? Obviously, a very good end of your season last year. Now you're ranked number 14 in the country. What's kind of the limit for the Friars right now? Um, I think that we could go as deep as we want to go. Uh, we have a super young team, which I think in the first half kind of came back to haunt us a little bit. We, I think we scored like the first goal in 19 out of the 20 games we've played in or something. So we always seem to be going into the third period with the lead and then uh, end up the other team ends up coming back because we all think we got it in the bag or something like that. But um, if we're able to kind of figure that over the second half, it was really good to see tonight, even though we weren't playing our best game, we held them off uh, in the third period. So if we can keep playing like that, um, we got a great goaltender in net and we're great offensively. And if we can figure out the defensive side going into the end of the season, I think we could win the whole thing. So I'll ask you a little bit, maybe back from like childhood and things, growing up in Rochester, New York, correct? Yeah. How'd you get into hockey and what was it like growing up upstate New York? Yeah. Um, both my older brothers played. Um, my dad never played, but all the uncles on my mom's side played. Um, and we all went to the same high school and played uh, high school hockey there. So I think it kind of just ran in our family. Um, and then growing up in Rochester is, you know, I don't think a lot of people know much about it, but I loved it. Um, I think when I get old and retire from whatever I'm doing, I'm definitely going to try to move back there because I love it. And, you know, I love the four seasons, stuff like that. So I was told there's good dino barbecue there. Can you confirm? Dinosaur oh, yeah. barbecue. That's one of the famous spots. It's uh, right across from the Amherst rink. So it's definitely a good spot. So that's a thumbs, it's a thumbs oh, yeah, up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Do you have a favorite there? Uh, Are you like a ribs guy or? Honestly, anything you get there is really good. Okay. So I don't think, I think every time I go in there, I actually try to get something different. Oh, there you go. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's probably the way to do it. Yeah. You're a braver person than I, I my <laughs> regulars. Uh, what do you like to do outside of hockey? What other interests do you have? Um, I'm a huge baseball fan. I played baseball growing up. I kind of actually had to decide between playing baseball and hockey when I was like a sophomore in high school. Um, and I almost chose, ba- I almost chose baseball. Uh, so I don't know how that would have worked out. What did you play in baseball? Uh, I played shortstop. So I'm a huge baseball fan, and then um, my family is always around, so I'm always hanging out with them, and all my buddies, when I get to see them at home, it's just kind of the normal normal 21-year-old life. What's your uh, favorite baseball team? The New York Yankees. Oh, you're a Yankees fan? Oh, yeah, okay. for is sure. That, everybody in upstate New York kind of Yankees fan, or uh, is it split a little bit with, like, Red Sox and I was going to say the Red Sox. There's a yeah. good amount of Red Sox. No Mets. No Mets? No. Okay. You only find them right around the uh, city field down there. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, as someone who grew up watching the Minnesota Twins, I think that's a good cutoff to the podcast right there once we start talking about the New York Yankees. <laughs> uh, Jack, thank you so much for spending some time yeah, with us. We really appreciate me, yeah. it. Uh, I'm Ben Goats. That's Dave Shane. And, of course, our special guest, Jack Dugan. You were listening to the Golden Edge podcast. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. 
relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.